0: Welcome back. You're watching Traders Corner, and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, this time last week we were a little bit nervous about what the collapse uh, that had taken place very swiftly in the top 40 in, in the general market following a big sell-off in U.S. markets. But markets then rallied um, exponentially last week. So. You've got this option structure and actually you're in sort of the sweetest possible spot at the moment, aren't you?
1: Well, yes, I am, uh, which is nice on one hand, but the other problem is that this option expires in about a month's time. It'll expire with the March futures closeout, which is still about four weeks away. So although, yes, at the moment we are in the sweet spot, it's not to say we will still necessarily be in the sweet spot by then. But anyway, I suppose we'll take these small uh, moments of positivity (laughs) while we can. So the the chart of the top 40 futures is up on the screen there at the moment. and the overlay of our options structures on the right hand side there. So what you can see is that this option structure is a put spread structure. It makes money below 54,000 and down to 50,000. And our sweetest spot is between 51,500 and 52,500, which is pretty much where we are Mm -hmm. more or less at the moment. but as I say, there is a month to go, so we can't count our chickens just yet. Uh, th- we will need to wait for this thing to expire, which which will be interesting in the month ahead. But certainly I am feeling more upbeat than uh, what I was a week back when we were threatening to break down below this 50,000 area where we run into that danger zone and it becomes a bit unpleasant. Um, so we've had a nice week. You're right that we had a big bounce last week after Cyril Ramaphosa was uh, appointed as the president of the country. Uh, very big 2,500 point rally on yeah. the market. The following day so obviously very warm welcome from investors to to cyril which is great news uh, but now it does appear as if we're in a consolidation phase for the moment and i would expect that we'll probably see a little bit more consolidation in the week ahead from here
0: i mean we did talk about all those gaps to the downside and talked about closing those gaps yeah. so um i suppose we've already f- closed at least one of them yeah um, we
1: have so we, we we closed i mean at that stage i said it looked as if we could probably close this gap at fifty thousand five hundred, and quite likely the gap at fifty two thousand. so we We've now closed both of those. Um, the okay. one up at the top <laughs> here at 54,000, I'm somewhat doubtful that we're going to close that gap anytime soon. Um, we have had a big gap to the upside uh, late last week. That was the day after uh, Cyril Ramaphosa was uh, anointed as the president. So now that is an upside gap which could potentially be filled <laughs> on any pullback. So you know, it, it's, it's not that common to see so many gaps and such big gaps so close together in the market. But we obviously are living in very volatile times at the moment, both. Uh, locally as well as globally and that's why you could say this is a bit like a piece of Swiss cheese, this chart, because it's got these holes and these gaps all over the place um, which at some stage might all be filled.
0: Yeah, and it's also entirely possible that you could actually just have a period of consolidation which would be ideal. Well, that would be
1: the best case scenario. From here, if we could just go calmer, settle down and sort of drift around more or less where we are at the moment <laughs> until the middle of March. That would actually be the best outcome for our option structure. But of course, you know, looking out four weeks and hoping that the market stays at the same price, I think there's one thing we can almost guarantee and it's not going to be this price <laughs> in four weeks' time. Yeah.
0: Um, Garth, but um, things are looking uh, quite good for the for b- both your local and international portfolios because last week you we discussed the S&P 500 and you decided to take a long position, just a sort of a, a simple vanilla um, yeah trade um, yes. and that looks like it's worked out exactly as you wanted it to. It,
1: it has worked out. So this is a daily chart of the S&P 500 here and you can see the massive big sell-off that we uh, witnessed at the end of January and into that first week of February. Now that was big. I mean that was 345 points that we saw from top to bottom there on the S&P 500. That equates to 12% on that market and all happened within just over a week. Mm-hmm. So quite quite severe. Uh, at at last week's show um, I did mention that the fact that the s and P500 had reversed up off the 200 day moving average was an encouraging sign and the likelihood was that it would probably rally up and go and test the underneath of the 50 day moving average which is that blue line over there and then we would see from there what happens and and regular viewers might also recall that I mentioned a few weeks back that typically what happens when you see these types of cracks in the market like this you get an oversold bounce and then sometimes you do get another leg lower Mm. that follows thereafter so we're in a little bit of a precarious state and we'll discuss that in a few minutes but just to revert back to last week's trade, um, this is now a one-hour chart of the S&P 500. So what that means is that every candlestick pattern here represents one hour worth of trade. So effectively, this only really goes back to the beginning of February. Uh, And here, what what we identified last week was that the market had reversed off the 200-day moving average. Those hourly reversal candles with the long tails to the downside there gave me the Clue that buyers were starting to come in at the lower levels around the 200-day moving average, and that it would probably start to move higher from there. So I took that as an opportunity to go long, and we bought at 2581. We went long of effectively two dollars per point on the S&P 500. Stop loss was 2520, and I was looking for a move up to 2720, which is where the underneath of the 50-day moving average is on that market. It got there. It's gone a little bit beyond that level actually, but we did banked the profit at the suggested, or at the intended level, 2720. And that was quite a nice trade. It banked uh, $278 for us, which is not big money, but you know what, it's all, these couple of percent gains add up. And if you can string a couple of them together, it kind of puts you on the right foot. And it's nice to be getting onto the right footing early on in the year, because it is nice to play this game from a position of strength, as opposed to a position of weakness, like we did last year.
0: Yeah, and as you say, just a few winners, no matter if they're quite small, they do put you in a know suddenly you're seven or eight percent up in the portfolio. Well
1: this is it if you can string a couple of two three percent winners back to back then it, that's it you can find yourself up you know, eight or ten percent for the year quite quickly and that's a really nice foundation to build off of for, for the rest of the year. I
0: mean Garth you always talk about um, your biggest difficulty in trading is knowing when to sell um, and the other biggest difficulty for everyone is um, riding their winners mm. as opposed to their losers yeah. um, but are you quite happy given maybe what's now happening to US markets that you took profit when you did?
1: Yes, I am. So if we look at the S&P 500 chart again now and just revisit this, and this is back to looking at the daily chart here, so every candlestick pattern here represents one day worth of trade now on the S&P 500. And I mentioned that we'd had this nice big rally off the off the 200-day moving average. Now. What's quite interesting to note, I think we're at a very critical juncture at this point on the, on the S&P 500, and we'll need to really see how the market plays out in the next week or so, whether or not it's got any legs to go further higher or whether this little oversold rally is now finished. Mm. Um, and, and, and as I said, I do, f- and, and I came into the t- um, the trade. month, I suppose, oh, the okay. trade, <coughs> thinking that, w- yes, we had that massive big crack into early February. We would get a rebound, which we've got now, The next potential scenario is that we see another move lower. Whether or not we go back to the previous lows, I'm not sure. But but, but after a big oversold bounce like this, it won't be unreasonable to expect some degree of consolidation and some sort of pullback. Now, what's notable here is that if you take that entire drop from late January to early February now, the rally that we've seen is a 61.8% Fibonacci retracement of that whole distance. You can see that... Friday evening's candle there is a sort of an inverse hammer pattern, which has got a long tail to the upside. It implies that there was definitely profit taking up mm. at those higher levels, and there was some selling evident up at the higher levels. And also note that this is now the underside of the 50-day moving average. Something else to, intr- to, to, to take note of here is look at the relative strength index along the top of the graph here. Now, in a strong rising trend, your, your RSI will generally stay above 50. It'll stay in the upper half of that range. In a weak trend or in a declining trend, your RSI will very often stay below 50. Mm. Now, it's gone below 50 during this recent sell-off. It's not bumping up against the underside of the, the, the 50 area. Um, if it can't get above then that also is a little bit of a warning sign that the momentum has shifted and we're in a slightly weaker environment now. So I think this week is going to be very pivotal for the S&P 500 and we'll have to watch the trading action here very, very closely in the in the days ahead uh, because I... I, I I'm a little bit concerned that we may see the start yeah. of another pullback from here.
0: Okay, but it's great to have made the money that you did out of the trade. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice uh, short trade, mm. worked out well. Yes. Um, Garth, now moving ahead to this week's trade, it's a short position in Kumba. Um This is very interesting because Kumba came out with such stunningly good results last week. Yeah. Um, but the price action has been very curious in the last couple of weeks because it has been you know, it's hard to square sort of the weakness with the kind of numbers that they produced mm. as far as earnings were concerned.
1: Well, well, I think that in itself is actually a clue. The, the This share price of Kumba has had a massive run over the last uh, year. It was one of the best performing shares on the JSE last year. But it has begun to roll over in the last two months or so. Uh, and And and, and as you say, the results came out very good, but the share price hasn't really responded to that. Mm. And in fact, if anything, when I look at this chart, to me, it looks like it's now vulnerable and it looks as if it could have another leg to the downside coming. So if you look at it since middle of December, there's actually a head and shoulders pattern that has formed over there. It's slightly slightly sloping downwards, which is also um, never an ideal scenario. And if it breaks below that neckline, which it has done, that projects down to 300 rand but i think quite possibly it could even go lower than that you could even find that over the medium term maybe it comes down to this 200 day moving average which is at 250 rand now what what is evident over the last couple of days is that you can see the price has tried to rebound mm. but every time it's pushing up against the underneath of the 50 day moving average there notice how the sellers are coming in you can see those long tails to the upside on those candlestick patterns that is telling you that on an intraday basis there's selling pressure at those higher levels and the the, the Sellers are there at the underside of the 50-day moving average, pushing that price lower. And Friday was quite a big down, down day. It was down 4%. Um, and we put out a recommendation on, on Traders traderscorner.co.za to look at shorting the stock for a move down to that head and shoulders target okay. um, with the stop-loss effectively above the 50-day moving average. And that's what I'm doing, well, that's what I've done for our portfolio. We yeah. did it on Friday last week and we're in the short trade from here now. Yeah,
0: maybe just comment on the price action um, ahead of, you know, markets are forward-looking. So um, th- I guess the market was pricing in really good results. So once you get them, you know, okay, then what's what's next? And I think that's the big question for Kumba.
1: 100% right, and I've seen this so many times with with resources companies that are fairly cyclical, and you get these great results that come out, but the market says, well that's cool, that's in the bag. We know about that, that's history. Now what's going to happen next year and the year after? Is it going to still be so bullish or not? The one thing that you keep in mind is that the share price of Kumba has rallied much faster than what the rise in the iron ore price has been. There's been quite a big decoupling of the two. So it does. As, it does look as if m- perhaps the run in Kumba's share price has come to an end for now, and we're going to see p- another period of pulling back and maybe some consolidation here for the next month or couple of months.
0: Yeah. Okay. So talk us through um, this, this trade, guy All right. So
1: I've gone short at 342 rand. My stop loss is 370 rand. The risk per share therefore is 28 rand per share. Um, my risk is 1.5% of our local portfolio. So remember we've got 150 odd thousand Rand in our local portfolio. 1.5% of that is 2,250 Rand. That's what I'm willing to lose if this trade goes wrong. Uh, I take that capital risk of 2250 rand and I divide it by 28 rand, which is our risk per share, and effectively it says to me I can trade 80 CFDs on this trade, so I've done that. My target is 300 rand, that's the first target, it's not necessarily where I will bank all my profits, but it's a first target, and that means that the risk to reward ratio on that scenario is one to one and a half. It could potentially be better than that if the share goes lower, like down towards the 200-day moving average, like I suggested. That would present a better risk-to-reward ratio than this.
0: Yeah, and I suppose you got in, um, I, and I sp- you, you must be quite happy where you got into the trade. So. Yeah, uh,
1: and as I say, we put out the recommendation on, on TradersCorner.CA on Friday last week, and it was on that day that we did the trade. And yeah. the price has begun to move lower since then. So yeah. so far so good. Okay.
0: Well, so um, so far so good in general for the portfolio. Um, it's been a pretty good month shall we say
1: yeah it has been fairly good (laughs) so far albeit with a few hairy hair raising (laughs) moments with our option structure whipping around quite a lot but as things stand right now our option structure is actually sitting in the sweet spot and i'll put there that there's a theoretical profit of twelve thousand four hundred rand it's theoretical because i can't bank it yet um so that will move between now and the close-up but as things stand right now it's looking good um and then we're short of Kumba, 80 CFDs, we short of there, and that's slightly on the right side for us. So it's showing that the South African portfolio is up eight and a bit percent And then offshore also looking quite good. Uh, we still have our inverse treasury ETF sitting in the background there overseas. That's working for us. And then this S&P 500 long trade that we did last week, we've banked that profit, and uh, it means that our offshore portfolio is up uh, three and a bit percent yeah. as well
0: nice and then just a weekly reminder that, that traders traders uh, subscribers can get
1: yeah if you go to traderscorner.co.za and you click on uh, the middle of the page there you'll see a link for a free weekly email click on that register your details and we'll send you an email every tuesday detailing what's coming up on the show for the week ahead great
0: garth will leave it there thanks as always for joining us garth mckenzie is of course founder and editor of traders corner